So up next on the You Either Not From Yet podcast, we have a lady that has played all over Northern Ireland. She has many a single and an EP under her belt and is currently taking part in the prestigious Scratch My Progress programme. Her work is reflective and emotive and it takes the listener along a journey that seems very personal, a very intimate journey. She's an artist who is putting in the hard graft and it's lovely to have her chatting to me today. It's Martha Greer. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been better. I've been worse. But you know what? We'll just, we'll get on with it, you know? Absolutely. So tell me, where did it start? You know, when did you get your first guitar or when did you start singing? What was the crack there? So I always feel like in terms of songwriting and stuff like that, I feel like I, I started quite late compared to people that I'm like friends with who are like, yeah, I was like six and I was writing <laughs> these mega tunes. But I, I started playing piano when I was quite young, but I was so bad at it and I still am bad at it it's like one of those things when you're younger and everyone's like keep at it because when you're older you'll regret not doing it yeah. but whenever you're younger you're like I literally don't care and now <laughs> I'm older I'm like I wish I had still done that a bit more but um I started with that and I did a lot of um like theater and stuff when I was younger and then I got my first guitar when I was p7 um and I remember it was such a nuisance because I'm left-handed oh. so it was like a big deal trying to find a left-handed um acoustic guitar that wasn't like thousands of pounds of course of course yeah. um and I didn't really even pay much interest in that I, I paint myself in a good light uh here obviously <laughs> about my music but um I think it wasn't until I was a bit older like 14 15 that I started to pick it up and then with like lockdown that's when I properly started to get into just teaching myself um actually I think that's a lie it was a bit before that it was like 2019 and I tried to get a band together so that was the first my first like musical experience like okay. uh journey I guess uh where it was like me and these three boys that I knew from primary school and we used to go to one of their houses and play like uh I don't know, like I bet you look good on the dance floor <laughs> yeah, yeah. um and I couldn't play guitar but I think it was like the most guitar um like the yeah, I've had um the instrument for like the entire time that I played it because I was so scared mm. I was like gonna look so bad that I used to just sit and like play it constantly and then yeah 2021 I think was the start of me as it is today but at the time I didn't know anyone within the music world I didn't have any actual like ambition to pursue it in any mm. way I remember I got like a an interface and recorded things um on like reaper because it was free and then that was really the beginning of it all fair and in terms of your like music taste or who even influences you you know was there i always ask people this you know was it a friend or a parent or a cousin or a relative or was it yourself say when you were younger that has you know like who did you listen to when you were younger and then perhaps who do you listen to now or who influences your current sound i think whenever i was younger i don't think that like we ever listened to I just it's definitely like my mum and dad are the main reasons why I like music the way I do mm. um I definitely was very unforgiving of the music that they used to play when I was younger because I like didn't want them to play like Radio 6 I was <laughs> like don't put on I don't know the top 40 on <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I definitely feel like subconsciously that was all like going into my brain I'm working its way around and then again as I got a bit older I got to appreciate it more I think when I was like 15 14 15 is when I started to like 
like my favorite bands were the Buzzcocks and the Clash. I used to really love like punk music like that because my dad was a punk whenever he was younger. And then Talking Heads, I think, were like one of the first bands that I was like, I know the entire repertoire off by heart. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I, th- I think then when it comes to more like influences from myself mm. that would reflect my sound, I think it was sort of, I discovered people like that through uh, making music the way I do obviously like Phoebe Bridges and stuff but I didn't really even like Phoebe Bridges that much whenever I started I remember like after I'd written some songs a few months later I was like to my friends who we were sitting in school and I was like have you ever listened to Phoebe Bridges and they were like yeah obviously and I was like wow I haven't and then I did and I love I love her and um, then yeah sort of moving from that I love like Things like Big Thief, um, Julia Jacqueline. I've really recently got into the Japanese house. And I think okay. in the good future... Shout, very like, good shout. Yeah, love that new album. Mm. The In the end, always does. I definitely want to try and work with more of that like um, like production style, mm-hmm. if I can. Uh, big, yeah, hopefully. But yeah, and then just generally speaking, I think I, I just listen to like whatever. I really like... Um, the London post-punk scene at the moment. Yeah, okay. Which is like literally nothing like what I write, but um, yeah, a bit, bit heavier, things like that. I'll be dead, I'll be dead. There's, there's an eclectic mix in there that is just yeah. seeping in even subtly if you don't even know it. Yeah. You've played a lot of gigs. You've supported a lot of people. Is there a gig or a venue that it sort of stands out in your head as being like just like really good that, you know, that you maybe just smiled to yourself and really appreciated it or one that you consider the best. I know they're all the best. They're all great. Mm. They're all, you know, you know, they're all great people that you've worked with, but is there, is there one that perhaps stands out? I really like, and I'm not just saying this because like I'm from Bangor, but Mm. every gig that I've done in the courthouse Mm. has been really, really nice. Like I enjoy all the gigs I do, but I think as I get, get older, you come to experience or you, you appreciate um the audience's ability to like actually be actively listening to you okay. and I think whenever I first started which is completely understandable that this happened but whenever I first started like the people that I would have done gigs with who are like still some of my like best friends mm-hmm. um and I love doing gigs with them but the audiences are very different to like the stuff that they would do and the people that would see them to the stuff that I would do especially when I do it solo but uh-huh. It, like in March I did um that was my first time playing in the courthouse and I opened for Rosie playing mm-hmm. and it was so nice like you could you could I could have heard a pin drop whenever I was yeah. playing it was great and then I opened for Joshua Burnside there recently as well in the courthouse and it was the same type of thing so I always love it when it's like that um but then again on the other hand whenever I play in like the a band setting um I do enjoy when people get up and do a bit of dancing and stuff because yeah. uh, it kind of is like right well I don't not everything I do has to be like sad and so you know, serious and, yeah so serious it's nice like I did a show in um with the bedroom community in uh October in mm-hmm. Ulster Sports Club and it was great fun because people were up dancing and I was like <laughs> wow it, it felt obviously different it was a strange yeah. not a strange feeling but a different a different reaction I suppose yeah Definitely. Would I be right in saying that you played your first gig in Dublin in the legendary Whelan's recently? I did, yeah. Oh, it was uh, about like two weeks ago. 
yeah, not even like a week and a half ago at this. Yeah. How was that? I mean, I've I've been in gigs in Wheelands a lot. I um I've worked with people who have done gigs there. What was your vibe there? Because it, it's quite an it's quite an institution in Irish in the mm-hmm. Irish music scene. It was it was great as well. Um, it was it was downstairs in Little Wheelands, so uh-huh. it was nice because I didn't feel like this big pressure of it being like this is my first gig in Dublin and like I don't I'm playing like to a empty room like I knew that there would be mm. a nice amount of people there and I mm. I sometimes prefer that whenever you play to like an audience of like forty or fifty people in a small room then you know you go in there's like two hundred and fifty capacity and there's like three people at the front. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. But I knew that, that was comforting in that sense. And um Wheelands itself was so cool. I've never been before. But yeah. whenever I walked in, my dad drove me down, uh, bless him. And we had to try and find somewhere to park. And I walked in and I was like, Whoa. It was very cool. It was it, it was sort of like it's like I don't really think we have anywhere like that locally in mm. terms of it had that nice environment of people just sitting down and having a drink but then there was like three different rooms of music and it was all yeah. very busy and people were very like like people wanted to go and it was nice very nice yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, it's a good venue you know it's definitely a good venue i want to talk about you know i suppose let's talk about your ep dirty mm-hmm. old shoes when i think of just like dirty old shoes that i have i think of adventure this sort of shared experiences of where we've been or where mm-hmm. i have been or you know, the people that I have been with. Where did the name come from? Um, to be honest, I remember um, trying to find a name for the EP and mm. I released it as a demo of like songs on SoundCloud. It was the first thing that I ever released. Uh-huh. And then like two years later, I released it properly on Spotify. But I remember whenever I first was doing it, I was like trying to think of like these like really cool, like reflective names. Like... Yeah. I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then just one of the songs from it was called Dirty Old Shoes. And I was just like, oh, it works quite well. Um, so that's a, yeah, there wasn't Fair. much to it. But, and it, even the song itself, now that I'm a bit older and the music, like career feels more like something that I need to like knuckle down on mm-hmm. and pursue. I've started to try and get more into a rhythm of like, I actively pursue the music instead of me waiting for it to come to my brain but at that time definitely because there was like it was like I had nothing to live up to in a way um like the song itself it wasn't like I was going like I'm gonna write a song about this it sort of just came so there's not even really any meaning behind the song itself which then influenced the title of the EP I only wish that I was that talented that songs would just come to my head. And I, I wish I was like that. I still am like, what happened to that 17-year-old girl? He's just like, <laughs> I was like, what was I What was I doing? Like, what was I doing differently at that time? But The EP feels very much like, you know, you're, you're trying to feel out the world, understand what's going on, finding yourself and your hmm. perhaps place in it. Did you set out? to be that way or did you know the the dirty old shoes and other songs just come to you and that was perhaps just the, your feeling at the time yeah completely they they just they just came to me I think that it's just all like subconsciously I think I've always mm. say that that it's just something must have just been like working in the back of my head and I just I sometimes feel like as a person I'm not very good at like speaking my emotions so then I was like maybe it's just the way that I get it out so yeah, it was definitely just probably in the moment 
and I do think that whenever I listen to them, I'm like, um, well, in some senses, yeah, I'm like, they don't necessarily reflect what was happening at the time, but they're very reflective of the time. I don't know how to like, describe <laughs> it. Obviously, though, looking back at them, I'm like, that reminds me of that time. But obviously, because yeah, yeah. I worked in them, but yeah. Well, my favorite track off it is One Step, and it feels like, you know, you would hear at the end of like a coming of age film or like sex education mm. or something like that. Mm. Um, and it, it's it's uplifting. Where did that song come from? Again, like I, rem- I remember just like, it's literally right here where I wrote them all like on this bed. And then I remember like showing it to my mum. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it was just like, I played the chords and it sort of just all came to me. Like, I feel like it's, I really can't, I'm really when it comes to those songs, I have no ability to be like, well, this is what happened here and this is what happened here because okay. they literally were all just so, so random to mm. to do. Um, and they were all like, which I'm always like, that's mad that I wrote them all in such a short space of time. I think genuinely like they were all written in like once I started it, they were done within like 20 minutes or something. Holy shit. Weird like that, yeah. So there wasn't much like thought going on. It was just what was ha- what was coming out. Yeah. It, it it was just you oozing creativity. Is it? Yeah, yeah, fair. Well, what about something that you've released very recently, or I suppose more recently, and you've mentioned Phoebe Bridgers? Can we listen to Phoebe Bridgers? It's a song that feels about longing, lost love. Any mm-hmm. truth in that? Yeah. Well, actually, this is probably the only one from the EP that I could like give. A... Well, oh, it was up. So basically, it was on the original EP that I released, and okay. then I re-recorded it and released it as a single. Uh-huh. And then, so it was sort of taken out of context of the EP. Mm. Um, but it still feels to me like there are like five songs that all work together because of the time period. But this is the only one that has a story behind it, and it's not. It's not even about me. It's about my friends at the time had like this secret blossoming, like romance but we were all like 17 18 so it wasn't really like I don't know not not a big deep thing but uh, I used to always hang out yeah first love type thing and I used to always hang out with them in school we had like three periods together and it was only us three in it so we'd like sit in the library or like leave and run off and um, I was just so unaware that it was happening and then they told me and I was like what (laughs) I was just like third wheeling for like an entire year and no one (laughs) that was sort of about them because they were the people that I was like have you guys ever listened to Phoebe Bridgers before and they were like Mm. yeah so that's sort of um it feels like their song in a way fair fair are they still together no (laughs) they're best (laughs) friends they're best best friends oh that's good that's good good, good. yeah um you were long listed last year for the NI Music Prize for single of the year Mm -hmm. you know when moments like that happen and again you know like you're you're you've still miles to go and you know your your career is really just starting i suppose but when things like that happen does it all feel worth it or are you just doing it for the fun of it or is it is a mixture of both in that instance like to be very honest with you see when i listen back to songs like the song that was nominated can we listen to phoebe bridgers I don't like love it to be honest. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know whether it's just a case of like I've listened to it too much at the time and I can't even like fathom listening to it anymore. But I also feel like a lot of the earlier stuff that I release like doesn't reflect what I want my music to be like now. Hmm. So I, I feel like it was love. It was great to be nominated for that, and it's nice to be recognised. But I like was glad that it didn't go any further because I was like, I feel like I have a lot better to offer. Okay. But then on the other hand, 
you know things like that are very validating as an mm. artist and it makes you feel like really nice to be part of a community here because I always say that like the music scene in Belfast I love it like I always I don't know what I wouldn't know like literally anyone that I'm friends with if it wasn't for the music scene and like all the people in it from like people who do like the photography people who put on the gigs people who play in the bands mm. and I definitely feel like last year I dropped out of uni in like October and then mm. had a whole year out and I didn't do like loads of writing and stuff and I didn't do all that but I did like loads of gigs and and met so many people and went out so much more than I would have yeah and it was like the first time that I ever felt like involved in something and it was great so I feel like getting recognized for that um it's like a cherry on top that's lovely that's really that's really nice you know know, that's like makes you feel all like squishy and heartwarming you know yeah um and especially feeling part of the scene and part of just as you say like a community because mm-hmm. I think you know as somebody who has very little and no talent in fact a musical ability at all I can imagine that it can feel lonely perhaps at times and anxiety driven when you know you're you're writing stuff and you're putting it out to the world or you're going to a gig and, and don't know other people who are probably feeling the exact same thing as you yeah definitely whenever I first started like I felt that so so badly it was awful like also my peers and stuff whenever we first really started off we were so young too and we always I think forget that we're young still and quite young compared to people um but you sort of just realize that see see when you see bands play and they're local and you give them like such a like superstar complex but they're literally just people like us yeah um and if you go up and talk to them they literally won't bat an eyelid at all so you just need you literally just need to talk to people and once you do that you're like uh yeah we're literally all just in the same boat here and everyone wants to help everyone out definitely definitely and i i I know that i know that from interviewing people i know that from having friends who are artists or in bands or musicians you know but i want to talk to you about the oes center scratch my progress Mm -hmm. you're doing that how's that going for anybody that's listening that doesn't know what that is can you just give them a brief explanation as well yeah so basically like it is scratch is it's like a it's a mentorship program mm. run by oh yeah it's uh, charlene hegarty who runs it and it's from september to about may june and it's just like you literally learn everything that you've not even thought about in terms of your music career during like a two hours a week and then it runs into other days and stuff but it's just it's like great it, there's so many things that you can do yourself and then you sort of hit a wall and you're like I don't know where to go from here mm. um and it's it's things like that that really open your eye as a musician to understanding what it actually takes to be a musician as a stable career path so yeah that's basically that definitely was not a good exclamation or explanation of it but but you're, but you're enjoying it oh god I love it yeah this is um so it was this this is my third year applying for it uh-huh. um and every year I applied I was like why didn't I get it and then I, re- I applied the next year and I'm like oh my god I literally didn't do anything and I'm so glad I didn't get it but yeah I it definitely felt like this was the perfect time for me to be on it um and I love it it's it's so good and the people I'm with on it um are great as well and 
it's just a wonderful time and Charlene's just like a mother to all of us mm. and I'm sure like everyone else who would have been on Scratch Prior would agree she's like endless amounts of love and help whenever you need it um at literally any time of the day you could Perfect. message her and be like I need to apply for this funding what do I do <laughs> show like, me yeah, the way don't worry I've got it um so yes yeah, it's, it's lovely it's great Fair, fair. Well, you know, before we get on to the quick fire questions, the questions that aren't me grilling you about uh, your music and and your experiences, tell me, do you have any gigs coming up? Any gigs coming up? So, you know, any gigs coming up, for example, this weekend coming or, you know, we're coming towards the end of January. People mm. will be getting paid and be going back out and about and dry January will be, you know, a thing of the past for many. Yeah. So yeah. W- what's on the horizon? Um, The... Biggest one like that's been announced is um the courthouse again in Bangor doing uh, this new thing called Sundown Sessions, mm-hmm. um and it's every every few Sundays from the end of January up until like the end of March, um so I'm doing that with another band from Bangor Stratford Rise, who are um they're so cool they're so cool uh, they're like uh, so, uh, well like the black midi type of thing like that which is so different to what i do so i think like that'll be a crazy night but um yeah that's on the 11th of february and then i have some other things in march and april that are like in the works okay very good um, yeah and then yeah march march will be like a good month for just music generally Mm. that's all i can say (laughs) (laughs) I can't say anything else. Okay, so jumping straight into the quick fire round. Now nobody oh, I'm ever scared. gives I'm so scared. Well, nobody ever gives these answers quick fire. Um <laughs> not once, I'm in trying. fact. <laughs> on four on this is the start of the fourth season of the UE Under Nothing Yet podcast. Nobody has once give a quick fire answer to any of these. But anyway, so if you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would you be? People say that I am like a pint of Guinness because people pretend to like me. So it could be oh. anything. <laughs> that's that's funny. See, I was going to just say Guinness, but that's because that's like, my, I would just drink a Guinness on a but night out. That's okay. That's okay. Some people have said Ribena, some people have said Milk, some people have said a variety of cocktails. Um, The last band that I interviewed, Carcel, there's four lads in it, and one of them said Guinness just because he says he is Guinness. Mm, yeah. Okay. Then there, that's probably, or like, it'd be like Guinness and then like a oat milk latte. <laughs> okay. If you had a superpower, what would you be and what would you do with it? Um, oh, see, uh, the, my immediate reaction is just to say invisibility, but I don't know where that would come in handy. I always say I'd love to be able to eat, like, do you know, like copious amounts of food and just go on with life. Like, <laughs> have like a pizza every meal of the day and have like no, like good health all around. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Nobody has ever said anything like that. Um, but that sounds great because I am a human bin and I eat absolutely mm-hmm. everything in front of me. So yeah. I would love that to be the case. Hmm. That I, I, I always ponder what mine would be, but that actually, I think that's, that's not far off. Yeah. Um, do you have a hangover cure? What would it be? Do you, you know, is it just water? Is it a big Chinese at the end of the day? Is it, um, nothing at all? Maybe you don't drink. Uh, no, I feel like I'm still in like my grace period for hangovers. Um, <laughs> But like the odd occasion that they occur, um, I like I just need to I need to just eat like something mm. really greasy. Yeah. Uh, the other the other day I went I was had my work night out and it was mm. really dangerous. Um, messy. <laughs> yeah, messy. And I got like 
I just really wanted a sausage bap and I didn't get one and I was just really upset. I had some chicken instead and then was like, if I could turn back time, I wouldn't have eaten that chicken and I would have got like a sausage bap instead. Fair. So something like that, like greasy food. Fair, fair, fair. So if you were to go on a date with anybody, living or dead, romantic or otherwise, who would it be and what would you do? Um, I'd love to go on a date with... Um, uh, can I can I take two people? You can, you can. Uh, it can be a throuple. Go for it. You you okay, have I'm loads gonna... of experience in um in third wheeling or throuple. So <laughs> yes, true. Yeah, I'd like to go with um Amber Bain from the Japanese House and Marihiri from the nineteen seventy five, romantically and also because I think they'd be good fun. Good fun. I just want to pick their brains. I just want to pick their brains a bit. Yeah. Fair, fair. Final question. I have a magic ball in front of me. You can play at any arena or any event in the world, any festival. You can be headlining, you can be supporting, you can play with a band, you can play in a collective, whatever it is. It can be, it could be, you know, the courthouse in Bangor. Um, it could be your, you know, your first ever solo gig, or it could be in Madison Square Garden playing to thousands of people. What would it be? Where would it, where would it be? What would you do? Uh, the first thing that comes to my head is just like to play Glastonbury, but mm. mostly so that I could like, I reckon if you play, you get like to stay for the entire weekend. So just so that I could do that. <laughs> you also like, want a free festival, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I just want a free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. So fair, fair, I don't fair. care. It doesn't have to. It could be on any stage. It could be the pyramid, or it could be one of the little like acoustic ones. No problem. No problem. Well, look. For anybody that doesn't already follow you, where can they find you on the socials? And sort of, again, a quick reminder of what is coming up this weekend and next. Just on social media, it is all just uh, Martha Greer music. And that is literally it across everything. Instagram's probably the best one to keep up to date on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's what I just use the most. Um, and yeah, coming up is... Um, the 11th of February in the courthouse. It's a Sunday. So, like, that seems quite nice to me. A nice mm. before the week starts, you know, actually yeah. do something with your Sunday with for the sundown sessions. And then, um, yeah, if you keep up to date with me, there'll be some more announcements for Feb or March and April. And, yeah, some music outside as well. So, Fantastic, fantastic. Well, Martha, thank you very much for coming on. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. It has been lovely. 